Money does three things. It opens doors, it gives you options, and it magnifies who you already are. So there's no reason to ever be afraid of money because here's the truth of it. If you are insecure and stingy without money, you're going to be more insecure and more stingy with it. I've been there. I've experienced that. Are you an ambitious, God-centered woman who is ready to live her best life now? My name is Allison Chavez, and on this podcast, I'm going to show women like you how to master your inner game so you can get out of your own way, lay down the struggle, manifest your dreams, and love life as you go. If you're ready to play the inner game to win instead of playing it not to lose so you can live your best life for the rest of your life, then head on over to prosperityapproach.com slash go and get started. Hello, Prosperity Seeker, and welcome to another episode of The Prosperity Approach. I'm your host, Allison Chavis, and excited to have this conversation today about really unlocking the secrets to peace and money. These are two ideas that people have a lot of misinformation about what money is, what money does, how money works, and what it will bring to you. And a lot of people are now more than ever looking for peace in their lives. It's just, they just want peace. They want to feel secure. They want to feel safe. They want to feel content. They they want to feel peace. <laughs> and I remember feeling this as well. Now, you may or may not be a scripture reader. I am. You may or may not be religious. I am. doesn't matter to me whether you are or not. But scripture is a really great way to, gosh, learn mindset, learn universal law, to get God's word and other people's experience in ancient times, as well as more contemporary times within the last couple hundred years and their experience with these different laws and with how God works in their lives. And we hear everywhere in scripture, it seems about, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil, the deceitfulness of riches. And it makes people really, really want, like they shy away and they back off from wanting too much money because of what it might do to them as if money is this big thing to be feared. And as I have had those same beliefs taught to me growing up and, 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 and really being afraid of making too much money, I don't want too much. I just want enough to live comfortably and modestly and like have all of my needs met and never worry about money ever again. Does that sound like you? That was me for a very long time. I've come to realize as I, as I use universal laws and I see how the world works and look at God's creations, and I think, well, there's nothing small and there's nothing holding backness. Is that even an expression? Like there's there's nothing about God that is small, that pulls back, that shies away from grand experiences. And like God is abundance and prosperity. Have you ever seen a waterfall? Have you ever seen a rainbow? Have you seen the Grand Canyon or mountains before? Like God doesn't do things on this teeny, teeny, tiny scale. I mean, you know, stay with me here. Like he does small things, but there is, there's miracle and there's magic and there is 
divinity in our cells and divinity in in air particles and in energy and in frequency that that is on a small scale, but you build worlds with it. And it's it's absolutely it's ginormous. It's bigger than we can even possibly wrap our head around. But we get we get really scared about this thing called money and the deceitfulness of riches. So I was pondering about that and I thought, all right, how do riches deceive us? How and let's say the M word, how does money deceive us? Well, money can deceive us into thinking that we're safe. It can bring a sense of peace, or we think that if we have a lot of money, then we'll have peace and happiness. That's that's one of the ways that we're deceived by money is thinking that having a lot of money will bring us happiness. We're also deceived by thinking that we're more important or more deserving if we have more money. And, you know, let's be honest, like we see people put each other above one another everywhere. We see it in society. We see it in caste systems. We've seen it, you know, throughout the history of time, people putting themselves above each other because somebody has something that another person doesn't. And so there, we can very much be deceived by riches, by money and by wealth. And yet, is it the money and the riches that are deceiving us? Or is it the meaning that we put on the money and the wealth and riches that is deceiving us? We're deceiving ourselves about the role that money plays and its and its role in our lives and how to actually create it. Money is energy. Money's neutral. Money is just a tool, but it's a tool to help us bless our lives. So stay with me here. We live in a universe that is in a consistent state of expansion, and it is constantly asking us to expand as well. Expand in our ability to receive, in our ability to create, expand in our joy, expand in our expression, expand uh, our level of possibility. Like this is the universe that we live in. It's the way the universe is wired, and it's how we are wired as well. Money is a tool to support that, nothing more. It's a tool to support our creation, our expansion, fuller expression. Money is here to bless your life. I mean, if you want to talk scripture, let's talk about Abraham and his riches. Let's talk about Moses and his riches. Let's talk about really spiritual men who were very, very close to God, who were really, really wealthy. The problem wasn't in the money. The problem was what man started to think about himself in relation to money. That if I don't have it, it means I don't deserve it, or I haven't earned it, or if somebody has, then they're better than I am. They're more worthy. They're more deserving of it. You know, fill in the blank for whatever meaning we have attached to money. But can you be humble and wealthy? Yes. Can you be spiritual and rich? Yes. And in fact, God wants good people to have the money because money is a tool, but just like as a like any tool, it can also be turned to a weapon. And so he wants money in the hands of good people who will use it as a tool to bless their lives and others' lives. He wants you to be wealthy. He wants you to use this tool the way it was intended. Money does three things. It opens doors, it gives you options, and it magnifies who you already are. So there's no reason to ever be afraid of money because here's the truth of it. If you are insecure and stingy without money, you're going to be more insecure and more stingy with it. I've been there. I've experienced that. 
absolutely. I thought that money would help me sleep better at night. It didn't. I thought money would bring me peace. It didn't. However, if you are generous and you are secure without money, you'll be even more generous and feel even more secure with it. It's just a magnifier. It's a tool. And let's use this tool to our benefit rather than using it as a hammer and hitting ourselves in the head with it all the time. Here's the biggest thing that I hope that you take away from this whole episode about peace and money. And it's this. Money does not bring peace, but peace brings money. One of them does not always and necessarily lead to the other. If it's not important for you to have money in your life, then peace isn't necessarily going to lead to more money. But money is important where it's important and it's unimportant where it's unimportant. But it is a necessary tool in your life that is here to support you in your expansion, in your expression, in your creativity, in your level of impact and the difference you make in the lives of others and the good that you can do. Because when you're not in survival around money, you can focus on somebody other than yourself and your family and getting your basic needs met. Peace brings money. Money does not bring peace. So how in the world do we get peace if we don't have the level of money that we want that we think will facilitate that peace? Because here's the thing, whether you have enough to pay all of your bills and you're living in a whole bunch of fear, or whether you have plenty of money to pay your bills and you're living in a whole bunch of fear that you're going to lose your money, it has nothing to do with money. It has to do with what you're focusing on and it has everything to do with how you experience peace. So Edwin Gaines said something really fascinating to me. She said, peace of mind is not a goal. Peace of mind is a decision. If you want peace of mind, then simply choose to have it. And I remember reading that at a time in my life where anxiety dictated like everything and every part of my life. I woke up with anxiety. I went to bed with anxiety. I ran from anxiety all day long because I was in an immense amount of fear that what I was building would actually collapse around me. It's how I can with 100% certainty say that money does not bring peace. I thought it would. I lived under that deception that I had created in my mind around money for a very, very long time. I realized when we had no money and we needed more money, I was like, all we need is more money and then I'll feel better and then I'll feel safe and I'll feel secure and I'll feel peaceful. And then we had a whole lot of money and I was still in the waking up in the middle of the night going, oh crap, what if we lose the money? What if I can't sustain this? And then we're worse off than we were than if I tried building this company. And I was still in anxiety with money and without money. So money had nothing to do with my level of anxiety. I was the common denominator to my level of anxiety. So when, I, when I'm hearing that peace of mind is just a choice, just choose to have it, I'm like, okay, how, right? That tiny three-letter word that packs such an enormous punch as to take our breath away more often than not, how? How do I decide to have it. How do I just choose to have peace when there is nothing in my life that supports me or gives me permission to have peace? Everything is falling apart. How do I have peace? Russell M. Nelson said this. He said, 
The joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. And when I read that when I was in an enormous amount of anxiety and uncertainty and what if and questioning and tangling up myself and the how of it all, that actually calmed me down. I'm going to read it again. The joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. So what I realized that what continued to feed the fear and feed the anxiety was was this thought of what if we lose it? And then my mind would just go to catastrophe and destruction and doom and disaster all the time. And that was what I was focusing on all the time, whether we had money or whether we didn't. And it was robbing me of peace. And so I thought, well, let's shift my focus then, shall we? There are other ways that we can feel peace not just with money. Now, does money bring us a sense of security and a sense of peace? To a certain extent, yes, absolutely it does. But that everlasting, like soul deep level of peace that we require, money doesn't fill. That's not what it's here to do. Money is here to exist, to assist in our expansion, to exist in our growth. It's not here for us to feel this bone cell deep, soul deep peace. Connecting to our source is what creates that sense of peace within us, no matter what is going on. My source is God. Whatever is your source or your higher power, that's what's really important to connect to and to connect to it all the time. And there are really simple ways that you can do that to connect with that peace. You just, in your mind, think back to a time when you had peace and what was going on. Little snippets in your memory, like One of my most favorite memories and my most cherished memories where I feel this, (sighs) you know, that feeling like God's in his heaven and all's right with the world is when I would have my newborn babies asleep on my chest and they would just sleep right there. And I would just lay there for hours with them as they would just sleep and snuggle. And I would, that to me, that was peace. Sleeping babies. Sleeping babies was always peace to me because my sleep is very, very important to me. And I didn't have babies that slept through the night very quickly. And so anytime they were asleep and it was quiet and they were snuggling, that was my favorite time. And I felt secure. I felt comforted. I felt peace. When I allowed myself to stay present in that moment with that sleeping infant and just be in that moment, that brought me peace. When I look at a sunset for that moment, if I will allow myself to be present in the moment, that brings me peace. That's what I'm focusing on. There's a universal law called the law of focus. It says what you focus on expands. And where where you focus your attention, you're sending energy to and you're sending life to and vibration to. And so be in a lot of awareness about that. What If I am focusing on what's causing my anxiety, you're focusing on the anxiety and you're going to get more of what causes your anxiety. But when you focus on, oh, this situation over here, oh, I feel peace here. Ooh, when I'm in, for me, it's quiet moments, really, when I'm driving in the car and it's just me and no sound. There's so much richness and silence if I can keep my mind present in the moment. 
that is peace. When I'm lying in bed at night about to drift off to sleep and just feeling my body on the mattress, feeling the pillow underneath me and like, ah, deep breath, that is peace. And so I can I can find all of these tiny little moments during my day and during my life and, you know, during through different experiences that help connect me to that feeling of peace. And the more I do that, the better I got at it. And then suddenly circumstances didn't tip me upside down quite so easily because I wasn't waiting for circumstances to change in order for me to feel peace. I wasn't waiting for an outer condition to give me permission for me to feel the way I wanted to feel. That's why money won't bring lasting peace, but peace will bring money if that's what you desire to bring to you. Let it be simple. Let money enhance your experience. Too often we let money be the experience or the lack of money be the experience. And we can't have the experience unless the money tells us we can have the experience but you can have any experience you desire in your own mind. And so when you can connect how you want to feel with money, then money doesn't really matter. You're just, you're just connecting to how you feel all the time. Oh, this means I'm wealthy. This, I associate peace and money helps me to grow, but I'm always in peace. I used to tell my husband, I want to wake up in peace and not in pieces. And when I shifted my focus off of myself and I would focus on others, who needs me? Who can I reach out to? Who can I share something with, whether it's a text or a smile or uh, slowing down and letting them in front of me in traffic? What are some little things that I can do that are not about me and that will focus on others? You'll be amazed at how quickly you'll settle down and you'll start to, you'll start to see all of the other ways and how often you really do feel peace in your life. And you'll find things that don't lead to peace. Like I stopped watching the news years and years and years ago. Then I got sucked into that temptation with the year called 2020, just like everybody else. And I found myself like, what happened today? But then it became very clear to me that I was like, I was living in uncertainty and I was living in, oh no, when's this going to end? Like I started, I started connecting to that fear consciousness that the whole planet was in. I was like, oh, well, this is not going to lead me to what I want. I want to focus on things that uplift me, that inspire me, that give me a sense of peace, that give me a sense of well-being. And that everything's okay and everything's always okay and is always going to be okay. We go through those shaky periods called the middle a lot in our lives. But no matter what is going on, you can always feel peace if you choose to feel peace. But here's the thing. And, and here's, like, here's the missing ingredient that most people forget about or they're not told about. When, when you're like, all right, you're called to pass through whatever is going on and you're like, well, I want to feel this way. Well, it's up to you to find how you feel that way. 
So for instance, if you want to feel joy as a matter of course, or you want to feel contentment, or you want to feel happy, or you want to feel peace, then you can certainly like make that your intention. I'm going to feel peace today. And then be very deliberate about what kind of things help facilitate you feeling peaceful. Is there certain music that helps you feel peaceful or helps you feel happy? Is there certain smells that make you feel peaceful or make you feel happy? Like it's up to you to filter through the garbage of whatever the circumstance is and help you connect to peace. Oh, this helps me feel peace. I'm going to I'm going to feel this for a little while. A lot of times I'll go back into my memory of a time when I did feel peace. Like like I shared with my babies. Or a time when you were on a trip that you just really, really loved, or you want, or you went on a walk with a girlfriend or with your spouse. It was just a really deep, meaningful, fun conversation. And in that moment, you were like, oh, I don't want this moment to end. There are lots of different ways that we can connect to peace. There are lots of different ways that we can connect to happiness. And joy is a big one. Sometimes when we're stuck in survival or we're not in survival, but we're definitely struggling our way to that next level, struggle is not the place that we want to be either. Sometimes we just want to be in that contentment or that certainty when things have not quite clicked into place. And there's a lot of different techniques and a lot of different tips that I like to share because, you know, I'm all about taking prosperity out of theory and putting it into practical application so that you can actually redesign your reality and live life on your terms. And there are very simple, practical ways that we do that. The easiest way to do that is to join me in my challenge that we just barely started. It's called the Prosperity Experience. And we're talking all about how to raise your financial frequency so that you can dissolve scarcity, you can dissolve lack, you can dissolve fear and doubt and really create success without struggle because that is what I am all about. It's all about simplicity. The simpler you can make it, the easier it is to implement, the faster it is to implement. And implementation is what leads to transformation. So I do these challenges pretty regularly. And like I said, we've got another one that we just started. It is called the Prosperity Experience. I would love for you to join us. You're going to go to prosperityapproach.com slash challenge. Click on that for information and to register. It's 100% free. It is designed for you and with real world strategies that you can actually pick up and you can implement right away. And you can start experiencing those shifts so that you can uncover for yourself the secrets to peace, the secrets to expansion, how money actually works in your life. We're going to spend a day talking about that. We're going to spend a day talking about inner game strategies that literally raise your financial frequency so that you can be aligned with all of the physical things that match the frequency that you want to be on, the frequency that your reality is on. We're going to spend a day talking about staying in the right mindset, regardless of what is going on in your circumstances and what pops us into so much struggle and into so much suffering, which is not necessary, by the way, and how to easily move out of that state and into what I call a beautiful state so that you can create the life that you want. We're going to unpack unconscious beliefs and what beliefs actually are. And it's so simple and it's so plain that you'll be like, 
holy cow, I've been overcomplicating this my whole life and getting tangled up in how and feeling stuck and struggling all the time. And there's no need to feel that any longer. So we're going to uncover all of that together. You're going to get 10 days of free live coaching with me. You're also going to have your own prosperity expert that is there to literally help you implement what you're going to learn every day from me because I don't want to give you ahas and insight. Those don't create transformation. Implementation of your ahas and insights is what will lead to transformation. And that's what the prosperity experts are there for. They're here to help you implement what you're being taught because we want you to have breakthroughs. We want you to have transformation. This challenge is unlike any other challenge you have ever experienced. So we invite you to join us. Again, it's prosperityapproach.com slash challenge. Go over there, get yourself registered. Let's get connected and let's let's uncover more of these secrets together. You will be dazzled and delighted at how much power you have and how little lifting is actually required by you. We'll see you over there in the challenge. And until then, remember, prosperity becomes you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Prosperity Approach. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways and pick up your free copy of The Prosperity Guide. This guide will help you discover 52 different ways to dissolve fear and overwhelm, grow your wealth consciousness and experience success without struggle. Until next time, remember, the challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle isn't. 